The following episode of Shower for the Soul contains language or subject matter that might not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Shower for the Soul, a podcast where we explore today's issues affecting our mental health and well-being. It's all about life, health, and wealth, and us. Grab a chair and a spot around the table, and let's start sharing. Now, here's our host, Shane Fame Alexander. Hello, what's going on? It's Shane Alexander here, Share for the Soul. We're back for the second episode for the second season. And thank you guys for tuning in last week for the debut season premiere episode of Shower for the Soul. Thank you so much. And thank you even more for the feedback and the conversation that uh, the episode sparked. It's so amazing how cool you guys are. (laughs) I was so in limbo on posting that episode uh, just because, you know, I was just being really honest about my, my mental health and, and my therapy and how I'm going back and everything. But every it was just, you know, I never got one bad note where it's like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about that. It was being all love. And you guys have even been sharing stories with me about how you're in search for new therapy and um, and other ways of to try to make you feel better, like yoga and and, and oils and marijuana and things like that so thank you so much keep them coming you can always reach me at uh, hostshane at gmail.com or dm me slip into my dms on instagram or twitter at sfts pod cst thank you so much i really do appreciate that now today on the show we're going to talk about taylor swift (laughs) I watched the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix, the new one that dropped a couple of weeks ago. And I'll get into why exactly I did that coming up in a bit. Also, we'll revisit Shane's journal, where I'm going to share another story journal entry of one of the many tales I have of Liberty and I from back in the day. But first, I want to welcome a new friend to the show, betterhelp.com. They have teamed up with Shara for the Soul. They're amazing. They're online counselors. Speaking of what happened last week on the show, yes, they are uh, online counselors where you can get therapy online 24 hours a day worldwide. Just go to betterhelp.com. And uh, they're there. You can sign up. And I'll tell you the secret URL in one second to get 10% off your first month. Uh, yeah, so you can visit their website anytime. And, and, you know, you just go to their website and read the reviews. That's all I'm going to say. They update the review page daily with brand new reviews every single day. You can go to BetterHelp dot com backslash reviews that's better h-e-l-p dot com 
backslash reviews and check out the reviews of uh, what people are saying about the service. Now you can go to betterhelp.com backslash SFTS. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com backslash SFTS to get 10% off your first month. And that's just because you're my friend and betterhelp.com is now my friend also. So we are all friends and we are a big crew and we're going to help each other. So that's what's going on. Welcome betterhelp.com to the show. Now, last week was a Valentine's Day, and I read this over the weekend. It was two males by a male telling us that we need to say I love you to other guys. And it's muscled guys need to flex every single day. This writer says that every day he invites us to do the following. Take time to check in with ourselves first and then find out what we would really want to talk to our male friends about. And then check in with our male friend and actually listen to them when when you ask them how you're feeling today. Listening is a big thing about us. We don't listen, especially when it's another guy talking about their mushy feelings. So that's a huge thing. But if you can, we can listen to each other, that'll be a huge, huge thing. Now talk about what, you, what we both need to open up with one another. Discuss build, building a stronger mutual trust so you'd feel more confident, confident about having deeper conversations. Chances are they've been wanting to do that with us as well. And start with the words, then work to deeds and actions to express love. This is my favorite part. How about a real hug instead of a bro hug or a hip-hop hug? How about telling your buddy that you need to talk? And how about not changing the topics when your buddy opens up? That's another big thing that we do. Invite each other to sit down and actually find our own strengths in each other in speaking honest words and when we are speaking to each other openly so what are your thoughts of that let me know uh through my social media i've always been open and i've and i've always said i love you to my male friends 90 percent of the time it's usually after a few pops but i'm i'm kind of like that i'm just i'm just a very emotional open guy and I say I love you to everyone who I actually do love so it's never really been a big thing but I find that the friends that I do have that kind of relationship with that are very open to say that they love me also we have this bond that I don't see in other guys friendships like I don't see in other guy circles there's like you know being at the pub last week and around other dudes I could tell there's still that macho-ness in their, in their relationship. I can sense, still sense that, you know? Um, and I, and I look back at that and then say, you know what? I think I have it better because I have a guy friend who I can talk about wrestling or music and, and girls with, but also we can actually get in, uh, deep into how we're really feeling at the same time. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you don't do it and you're, and if you're a guy, you don't tell your friends that you love them or you don't really genuinely want to open up with them and talk to them about stuff that you usually would talk to a female about, I recommend it. It, it really does help the relationship. And I totally get you. I, I totally understand it. Um, there, you know, while I'm very open with my male friends, there is that certain maybe extra 10% of the story that I won't tell a guy, but I would tell a girl just because I've always been like that. I've always been able to talk deeper and easier with females. Uh, I always attributed to uh, me growing up in a female-dominated family, and, I'm, you know, I've always been around females, so I, I always thought it was that. But I guess it's a guy thing where guys just like to talk to other females about the mushy stuff and not other guys so i guess i'm not the only one on that stance so yeah let me know what your thoughts of that now we're going to talk about taylor swift coming up in just a few moments in the new netflix documentary I watched uh, Taylor Swift Miss Americana the other day and here's why I have uh, this season on Sheriff of the Soul I wanted to 
get deeper into the female brain and focus more on female issues and things are just going on in female life and and their mental health. So I thought it would be a cool idea if I try to find out what's happening in one of the most popular females in the world's mind. So I thought I would watch uh, the documentary of Miss Taylor Swift. So I walked into this documentary not really knowing much about Taylor Swift except for what I already knew through the news and Twitter and social media and stuff. I still don't know many of her songs. I'm still not really a fan of her music. But one thing that I did know when walking into this uh, this documentary of Taylor Swift, Miss Americana, is that I was going to be watching a documentary on one of the most influential, powerful women or pop stars in the world. And that's what she is. Do I have respect for her? Yes, I do. Much more respect than I had for her before I watched this documentary. And I feel like I know her. Like, I feel like we have so much in common now. I get her. Now, I can still get her, but not be her fan. And um, that's I think that's where I am with her right now. Where I, I do respect her. I have this genuine respect for her. Uh, it's just that I just don't like her music. Now, the uh, documentary Miss Americana opens up the first scenes with her as a young girl and uh, doing shows and stuff. And then there's one scene where she's in a car and she's on this bricked cell phone on the phone talking to someone outside of Sony Music and she's about to get her demo listened to. Now, this remind me of... The passion I had when I was a kid wanting to get into radio. Where it was, I'm just going to be on radio and that's it. There was no other B, you know, there's no other backup. It has to be radio because that's all I know and there's all I care about. And that's the vibe I got from her. So from that point, from the very beginning of the documentary, I was like, okay, now I understand her. I, I, I get that passion. All right, cool. You're awesome. So that so that's when I really got interested in it um, within like a few moment, few minutes. Then um, I like the lover scene when she was in the in the writing session for the song Lover, and she got hyped of after writing her first verse. And this was a lot like you know any creative person finally getting what they've been working on for so long just right if you listen to last week's episode of share for the soul where we talked about therapy you would know that the, there was a part of last week's episode where i just couldn't get it like i didn't know how to put it together i don't know what music to use i don't know if it was me reading or how my delivery was it was just i just didn't know how to put together a show and it was just the funk that i was in and then finally, when I put everything together after so many hours of trying different things and different music, different ways of delivering my messages, I finally got it and I was so happy. 
I felt like, you know, I won the Academy Award and I was dancing and I was singing and I was jumping on my bed and it felt great. But this is the kind of vibe I got from from her. So every few minutes throughout this documentary, I started to get even more into her because I was like, oh my gosh, you're like my best friend now. Um, <laughs> she mentioned how her songs was like reading her diary, which is much, a lot like how this podcast was formed. This was, this whole podcast was about getting insight of my life and my mental health struggles through, and was kind of like, you know, reading a diary. So I, I was, I was able to understand her there. Now this is where it kind of got serious. They, uh, they did this whole bit where they talked about the Kanye when Kanye interrupted her at the Grammys. And after Kanye left the stage, the crowd was booing him, but she thought they were booing her. She said that it was a, it was a huge experience for her in her career because she thanks God for having the work ethic for being nice to people and working hard. She said she couldn't control what happens to her but she can control what she writes. And especially with this podcast, where the first season was mainly me writing about my feelings and just, um, you know, I was able to control the narrative, right? This season, I'm just freestyling, as you probably can guess, that I'm just freestyling what I'm saying, and I don't write much except for the bits for Shane's journal. But yeah, I understand that now, and it's, it's, and it's when this maturity came through is, is as an artist, when they realize that it's through what they have control over, and then they can prove other people wrong, and I got a sense of that um, uh, a few times throughout my career. Not even being in my podcasting career, or my writing career, or my blogging. It was even like, you know, when I was doing customer service or, or uh, collections, you know, um, I felt that I was doing such a good job, but my managers weren't noticing it. But I realized that, hey, you know, if, if I show the numbers and I give them everything I got and the proof is in the pudding and that's what I can control. I can't control if I don't get, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? A raise or, you know, a promotion because that's mainly political. But what I can show at the end of the day is what I was able to do through my own ability and through my own creativity and my, and through my own will. So, uh, this is what really, uh, you know, this is, uh, I, I got emotional. <laughs> I was not going to say, say that, but yeah, I got emotional at that point. After winning her second Grammy for Record of the Year, she worried that she had uh, no one to call to celebrate the moment with her. There was, there was her mom, but was there anyone else? And um, yeah, I understood that because it was, you know, yeah, you know, I have all these friends around me and I have a really good circle of of close friends that I can talk to and celebrate victories with and things like that but when it comes to peer on peer acceptance and peer on peer 
celebrations where I'm talking to someone who actually understands what it means that you're finished writing a podcast or you're finished writing this article or that, you know, this, you know, famed journalist from Toronto read your article that you wrote five years ago when they want to talk to you. To celebrate those tiny victories with, yeah, I do feel alone, like, because there's not a lot of people around me that can really understand what all those victories mean. Now, she felt like a wounded animal uh, lashing out on the heels of the Taylor party over hashtag. She went into hiding and needed to uh, reinvent herself and really look into her belief system. Now, when you're community doesn't approve of what you're doing or um, kind of disowns you, I guess you could say, that really does hit your mental health because you put out this product, you put out this, you know, you, you create all these things for that community. And when you just don't have them anymore, it's like, well, why am I doing this? And what happened? What did I do? to make this happen you know and uh, you know it's just like i can create these shows but i'm doing it for you guys and if you guys stop listening then i'll kind of question was it me was it what i did was there something i said and yeah i, I understand where where that came from now she was writing in a writing session i love this scene she was in a writing session uh with the guy from panic from the disco and they were going over the video of the song now, I loved it because it reminded me of the creative process and how it, how I get so excited when another person gets the idea that I have. Now, the groping that came up when the DJ groped Taylor, he sued her for getting him fired from the radio job and then she countersued for $1. The trial she won changed her years later on the exact day, she was in a concert and she mentioned that the, the year before, she was in a courtroom. She said sorry to those who weren't believed. This is something I want to tackle this season of the show. And because, you know, I can't believe in 2020, it's still a huge thing to talk about. Um, but yeah, that was uh, something that, you know, I would love to talk about. So if you have any experiences that you would like to share with me. And if you want to be anonymous, fine, you can be anonymous. <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with me at hostshane at gmail.com. Now, this followed up with the midterm election when she started to speak about her political vote and the scene of hers and her mom on one couch speaking to all these guys, including to her father, saying, Listen, I know I'm going against your political philosophies, but this is how I'm doing it. And fuck you. I'm doing it this way. I'm not asking for your approval. I'm just telling you that I'm doing it. Now, um, I think a lot of people had to watch that scene. It was huge on me. It was a big impact on me. But I think, you know, having... Taylor's fans actually see that happen 
uh, was a big deal. And I think that's a very important scene, I, probably the most important scene of the documentary, to see how strong-willed she is about her philosophies and about her, her where she stands politically and how she wanted to vote against that woman who was running in her home state. So, um, again, you know, throughout the documentary, it's kind of like the building blocks of my respect I gained for Taylor. Now, in conclusion, will I listen more to her music now that I watch this documentary? Probably not. Have I become a fan of hers? Not really. Do I understand her more? Yes, for sure. And this is why I wanted to watch this documentary, to understand. And this is why I wanted to do this season on the show, to understand the issues that, as a man, I don't really get, or men don't really want to want to get or talk about. I feel like if we speak about mental health awareness, we don't look how it affects others. As a male, I, I get why guys get depressed or stressed, but as a male, I might not get what battles women go through. So to do this, we must first understand what's going on in our brains and in women's brains. And for the first step is to appreciate and accept and understand what's going on in there, in all of our brains. Then we can be united and start battling mental health together as one. Just about to wrap it up for another week here on Shower for the Soil. Shane here. Let's revisit Shane's journal with another tale of Liberty and I from back in the day. This one's called What Ferris Said. Shane's journal. What Ferris Said. March 24th, 2014. Fell asleep with bitter for cold. Woke up with side effects from stress and insomnia. But before I bother you with my blabber in this balloon we call life, please indulge me while I take you on a trip down memory lane. Here's a story about liberty. Picture it. 1996. First day of March break. The hot weather came early that year. Liberty woke me up for a day of shopping, cruising, the hood, and other March break type stuff. We met at the park by our house and walked to our secret hideout. Country style donuts. We had a late breakfast. Two donuts and black coffee. Isn't it amazing how we didn't care about our diet when we were teenagers back in the 90s? We took our time, had a nice conversation about the previous night spilled on family drama, 
scooped each other on Days of Lives spoilers and hacked a few butts. By the time our smoke packs were done, our coffee cups empty, we headed to the local mall. She wanted a spring dress. Mission accepted. Liberty's birthday is four days after mine. We're both very typical cancers. Therefore, neither of us really liked the mall. So I was really happy to go with her to the mall. Go in, get out, leave. No slow walking, no window shopping. But on this day, we both felt we should take our time. We walked slow. We stopped, gazed, tried stuff on, ate, sat, and spoke. I couldn't believe we spent almost four hours in that damn place by the time we found something she liked. Meanwhile, I was content with the new Foodies album, The Score. For a late lunch, we went to Mystic Greek and picked out on a shared chicken pita dish. This is when my obsession with Mystic Greek, that continues to this day, began. While Liberty and I had similar days like these, I'm especially fond of this one. The day we went shopping during our March break, it was a quick reminder to stop and smell the roses, or coffee, or Mystic Greek. Like Varys once said, if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Another episode of Shane's Journal coming up next week here on the big show, Shower for the Soil. I am Shane Alexander. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I really, really do love you guys. You guys are just the best. I love being here every single week and talking and sharing stories like what I just did with uh, Liberty and I. If you would love to support the show, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash shower for the soul. You can also subscribe and leave a great review about us. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing me at hostshane at gmail.com. Get in touch with me through Instagram and Twitter at sftspodcst. I'm also on Facebook, eh? Yeah, so uh, you can get me on there too. I'm trying to build up a community on Facebook. So you can find me. Just search Shower for the Soul on the book and I'm sure I will pop up. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Shower for the Soul. Till then, be well, and I'll talk to you soon. Shower for the Soul is written and produced by Shane Fame Alexander. Shower for the Soul is a Fame and Friends production.